Good morning and welcome into the show. It is Daniel Werbin coming to you live from the Dreamaginate Sports Studios. It is 9 a.m. on the East Coast. This is your 6 a.m. super early morning wake-up call. Welcome into the show. Tonight is our first SoccerWorks TV live special. Uh, we talked about it the last couple days on the show. Um, SoccerWorks TV live special, and we are excited to have uh, some some members of the panel tonight that I think you're going to to get a lot from. Uh, we're going to have some from uh, State Association or two. We're going to have uh, some other guests who have been covering the game and covering the media coverage of the game for quite a while. Uh, we're also going to have uh, some guests on uh, concerning governance and transparency and uh and so i think there's going to be a a really good well-rounded conversation looking at um you know where we are and uh and and what is going on in this country uh with american soccer with the u.s soccer federation and uh and i think it's important to uh to, to do that to see um through all different angles, all different lenses, uh, what is going on um, in this country. One of the things that is, is clear to see, and, and, um, and I think this, this may be one of the topics that comes up tonight, is the women's national team is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, Carlos Cordero learned that painful lesson last week, and the Federation is going to continue to learn that lesson uh, as we go forward. Do you continue to poke the bear? Do you continue to to push back in a way that, uh, you know, brings heat and pressure upon uh, yourself as a Federation? Now, it, it appears to be, uh, you know, first um, comments, what limited comments we've had from Cindy Parlocone, the new president of U.S. Soccer, uh, what limited comments we have received, as well as those who know her uh, have said that, you know, she wants the, the language to change. Now, does that translate into a settlement? Does that translate into, uh, you know, being on the same page with what the U.S. Women's National Team players are pushing for? We don't know that. Uh, Cindy Parlocone has been a member of the, the Federation, an insider with the Federation for a long time. So we don't really know publicly where she stands uh, on the actual merits of the case. We do know that she has voiced displeasure over the, uh, the comments and the language and the tactics used uh, that ultimately led to Carlos Cordero's resignation last week. Uh, so she is on record saying she's not a fan of that. She's on record saying that that did not represent what she believes as uh, what the the Federation should stand for and what she personally stands for. And she called those things errors. However, we don't really know on record where she stands on the issue. Um, we, we, we have received no real clarity on that, especially in the last few days. And one of the things that is continuing to be a problem in the first few days of, of her leadership as president of U.S. Soccer 
is the continued lack of communications coming from Cindy Parlo Cohn, coming from the Federation. This is more of the same, this lack of transparency. You would think with the changing of the guard that we would we would be proactive as a Federation in trying to uh, you know provide media availability uh, and, and really say, hey, we are turning the page. We are taking these things seriously, that we are really working hard to fix what is messed up. Up and don't don't mistake that there are a lot of things here that are messed up and and there's not simple fixes to some of these things because they they've been allowed to happen for so long. However, all of that being said, we we still don't know. And so there's a lot of questions surrounding this. On the blog yesterday, we put out uh, an article and asked this this kind of central question. What did they know and and when did they know it? You know, what is really going on? What has been going on? Who got the brief? Who saw the brief? Who knew? The, the legal strategy who all involved with the federation were aware of this 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 didn't just happen you know uh last week this has been an ongoing situation the the legal team within u.s soccer uh at the board meetings that i've been around have always you know been been forthright with some updates and i i would assume that being that they are lawyers that they would always be trying to do their diligence and make sure that everyone understood what they were doing and what their tactics were and in how they were trying to go about their business and providing updates to the the board of directors so it's troubling to hear all of these comments and denials from the board saying we didn't know number one as i said since this news broke that's a problem you should know. Now, I'm not saying you should have read every letter of, of a legal briefing, but you should know generally what's going on. You should be able to answer basic questions from a member of U.S. soccer, from the media who's covering U.S. soccer, from a, from a fan of the sport. You should be able, if you were to run, uh, you know, into someone at a restaurant uh, or at a gas station or at a soccer park, you should be able to answer that question. If you're a board member, like, Hey, what, what is the, the, the basic strategy here? And it doesn't mean that you, you would have to reveal like, uh, you know, where the, the compromising you know, line is, you know, where you think a fair deal would be, but you could, you should at least know what the legal strategy is. You should know what kind of uh, case that you're trying to, to, to take up against us, uh, the U S women's national team in, in this regard. Um, and so the fact that you didn't know uh, as an officer in the case of Cindy Parlo Cohn as vice president, um, as well as the other board members, it, that's a problem. It's a big problem to me, and and I think it's something that we have to uh, to look at and and really get an idea of what's going on and what has gone on, and more importantly, what needs to go on in the future. What kind of policies and and provisions need to be put in place so that this doesn't happen again. So we're going to get into a lot of those things uh, tonight on the the live special, kind of where we are, what's going on. uh, These people are from all over the country who are are going to be able to give some insight and a look 
into um, the state of American soccer. And it's not just going to be about the U.S. Women's National Team case. There are a lot of things where U.S. soccer is simply failing. Uh, diversity, uh, inclusion, opportunity, access. Uh, there, there's so many kind of big, broad words that we can use to, to describe so many issues plaguing the Federation, and that is simply a leadership problem. It begins and ends with leadership. If the leadership is fixed, if the leadership is improved, Issues begin begin to get solved. This is the law of leadership. This is the principle of leadership at work. If you're ever in an organization, if you're ever in a situation where things aren't going well, it's always a leadership problem. Maybe someone's not owning up. They're not taking a, a responsibility. There, maybe there's not accountability in place. Whatever the case may be, it's always a leadership problem. Someone somewhere can own it, take responsibility for it, and fix it. It's always a leadership problem. One of the things that is is disturbing about the, this current situation with all of the things going on is the fact that the board of directors has no mechanism in place in the bylaws of U.S. soccer for a recall, to a vote of no confidence, to essentially vote out the board of directors. The only mechanism that I've been able to find is that the board of directors amongst themselves can vote someone out with a 75% threshold of the board. Well, what if the whole board needs to go? What if, what if half the board needs to go? There's not enough votes there. So there are some fatal flaws in governance of U.S. soccer that need to get fixed. And the membership need to get serious about fixing those. They need to begin working together, having conversations with one another, preparing for policy proposals, bylaw proposals, and maybe a combination of bylaw and policy proposals going forward to fix these fatal flaws. The Federation should be able to vote people out. The Federation membership should not be beholden to a board gone rogue. They should have more power in who is on the board and how long they're allowed to be there. They should not be able to be there in perpetuity and they should not be able to be there and be untouchable. That is a big issue here. And uh, without transparency, without oversight, without accountability, you create and breed an environment and a culture that works against good governance. It rewards bad stewardship it rewards bad leadership. It, it ultimately creates scenarios like what we're seeing here where board members who should know don't know. Or at least they're saying publicly they don't know. It's created situations where board members have gotten comfortable, too comfortable with status quo. Now, I want to tell you a 
a story of something I personally witnessed at the U.S. Soccer AGM in Nashville just a few weeks ago. I attended the board meeting, and I sat directly behind Sunil Galati, who at the time was still on the board as past president. Directly across from me was Don Garber, the commissioner of Major League Soccer and the CEO of Soccer United Marketing, which is the second company of Major League Soccer. The the owner operators of Major League Soccer own two companies, MLS and Soccer United Marketing. Soccer United Marketing handles the commercial and media rights for the federation. So Don Garber is on the board of directors for the nonprofit national governing body of the sport and at the same time makes millions of dollars off of his deal as CEO of Soccer United Marketing with that same federation. And he's sitting directly across from me. During this AGM, there were several policy proposals as well as some bylaw proposals. And one of them had to do with the professional leagues and professional league standards. And Sunil Galati decided that he wanted to have a little bit of a conversation about the pro league standards and talk about how they were originally created and why he didn't like the, the proposal in front of him. As soon as he starts to talk, Don Garber looks up and I'm sitting right behind Sunil and he sees me and right to my right, his left looking across at us was Chris Kessel. And Chris is also sitting there behind Sunil Galati. Don Garber looks our way and immediately says to Sunil, look, um, I don't need to be in here while you're having this conversation. And he made a big show of this, that I'm going to recuse myself. Um, you know, this is, this is a, a conflict of interest. I don't need to be in the room. So he's, he's making a show of this. And he says, um, you know, I'm just not comfortable with this. And, and goes on to say that to Carlos Bocanegra, who was sitting a couple seats down from Sunil Galati, um, you know, that you and I need to get up and go out. And he turned to Alec Papadakis. Alec Papadakis, who is who is the, the owner of the USL, who at the time was still on the board. He's no longer on the board. There's mystery surrounding that, but that's another story for another day. And he says to Alec, look, you do what you want to. My advice would be, to leave with us, but you, it's up to you. You do what you want to. So Alec gets up, Don gets up and Carlos gets up and Don says to Carlos Bocanegra uh, about getting up and, and to Alec, he said, look, I can't make you do anything. It's up to you, but Carlos, you have no choice. You have to get up and leave. Now, why, why does Don have the ability to, to boss Carlos Bocanegra around and why is this a problem on the board 
because Carlos Bocanegra works for a team within Major League Soccer. He works for Atlanta United. And in their downline, in their chain of leadership, Don Garber outranks Carlos Bocanegra. So even if Carlos wanted to sit in that meeting and listen to that conversation, Don was adamant that he needed to leave. Ultimately, all three left. And they weren't gone very long. Sunil was complaining that they were leaving in the first place. And it was, it, it, it really wasn't a lot that he said and, and all of that. I just felt like it was, it was a big show, much ado about nothing at the moment. But, you know, on principle, those three probably didn't need to be in the room anyway. However, what was really troubling to me was that situation. Don Garber, a board member, able to tell another board member what he had to do. How does that translate to votes? See, Carlos Bocanegra is not on the board as a member of the professional council. He's on the board as a member of the athlete council. So Don Garber has dominion, has authority over a board member representative of the athlete council. So are the athletes being represented in that moment? The third of three athlete members at, uh, on the board is beholden to Don Garber that in that way and in that moment, he had no choice but to leave. These are the kind of situations and scenarios that are a problem and why there needs to be drastic and wide-reaching board reforms. And they need to come. These bylaws and policies need to come from the membership, just as they did this year. They need to come back again with more and more and more because this board is rogue. They've been rogue. And so far, despite what seems to be Cindy Parlo's intentions, according to those who know her and are rooting for her and are celebrating her ascension to the presidency of U.S. soccer, very little has changed in the public eye. We need to see action. And we need to see conflicts like this be resolved in a way that is good for the game. Having a board member have the authority to essentially tell you what to do and how to vote and and when you can be in the room and when you can't be in the room, which is essentially what Don did. He flexed for everyone to see. That essentially, right off the top, told everyone, Don has two votes on the board, not just one. And that's a problem. There are so many conflicts with Don Garber on the board. 
But that was one that was on clear display for anyone who was in that room. You saw it for yourself. And it's not good for the game. It needs to change. And we're going to get into that tonight. We are going to dig into where we are uh, as a federation and where we need to be going, where where we're at with American soccer, uh, for example, and, and why it's so important. And that is happening tonight, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Thursday tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch on Bega TV, B-E-G-A-TV.com. We're going to have it up on multiple platforms. We'll probably have it up on a variety of uh, the Daniel Workman Show outlets as well uh, so that you can continue to to follow the, the conversation uh, and, and follow this, this live special that we are doing. Uh, it, is, it is something that, um, you know, we are very excited about. And uh, it's, it's the first live special we've done. SoccerWorks, uh, as we've talked about in the last couple of days, is the predecessor to this show. And, uh, and now it's taking on a new form and a new format and we're, we're making plans and we are working on, uh, this becoming a regular thing. It may not be on Thursdays, but we're looking at it becoming a regular, uh, uh, show TV show that covers different aspects of the game, uh, in a, in a little bit different, uh, way in different format than, than this show that happens each and every day, uh, weekday uh, in the mornings. This is more of a Video style show, you know, we can get into to interviews and we talk to people and we talk through the game and go into some of that. But the, the soccer works as a TV show is gonna is gonna be able to do even more, take us deeper and take us to stories that we may not be the right fit for uh, a radio style show. And it's going to give us the ability to do that tonight is kind of a, going to be a kind of a town hall kind of feel. We're working on opportunities for you as the audience to interact with us and uh, to submit questions and comments as well. Uh, so we're working through some of those logistics. Uh, please be patient if we're, if we're not able to do and get everything done. But I, I can tell you that uh, tonight you will be able to still like, hit me up with DMs on Twitter, DMs on Instagram. And so if you have a question, if, if something else isn't working, there's going to be a fail safe way for you to get a question submitted or to make a comment. Uh, and we're, we're going to try to include some of those as much as we can uh, on the show. But we're going to have people from all over the country as guests on this panel. And we're going to lay out some different things. And, and we're excited about that. We're excited about sharing those things with you uh, tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you have any questions, any doubts, go to BegaTV.com, B-E-G-A-T-V.com. And from there, you, you'll be able to find links to YouTube, to Vimeo, to uh, probably Facebook and some others to be able to, to watch the show on, on your preferred platform and on your preferred device as much as we possibly Possibly can we're we're building this thing out BegaTV.com. It, it is it is a digital soccer channel project we've been working on for some time it's still going to take a while um and so please be patient it's completely free uh and our intentions at this point is to keep it completely free for as long as we possibly 
can uh, because we feel like the content needs to be available for you uh, and it's important to get it out to the public so please share tonight share today if you see any of the graphics that we that that we're putting out uh on uh on our social media platforms uh share those retweet those i think it's going to be a really really good uh live special tonight that we have planned to really dig into a lot of different aspects of american soccer obviously the hot button topic is going to be the u.s women's national team case and the upheaval uh, within the board. Uh, that's going to be a, a big topic. But there's a lot of other places, I think, for us to go. And, uh, and and I look forward to having those conversations this evening, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BegaTV.com. This is uh, SoccerWorks TV live special, our first ever TV special with SoccerWorks TV. And so we are looking forward to that. Um, our sponsor this half hour is Ductic Brand, D U K T I G Brand.com. And uh, I, I noticed yesterday there uh, were several people who were tweeting out how they had uh, gotten their membership boxes and, and, and care packages from Ductic Brand in the mail. Uh, it's, it is, it is a, such a cool company. DuckDickBrand.com. They're makers of really cool products. And and if you want to get some for yourself, go there today, place an order, use promo code DWSHOW, and you'll get 10% off that order at DuckDickBrand.com. We'll be right back after this.
back into the show. Thanks for tuning in today, as always. And uh, we are really happy to have back on the show after uh, his appearance a few months ago. Uh, James Brown uh, is joining us again today. And uh, James, welcome back into the show. I wanted to bring you back on and uh, talk about the project we were talking about before. Uh, how are you? How are you doing uh, with all of this uh, stuff going on in the world? Uh, you holding up okay? I mean, it's uh, just everyone's at home, like everyone else. Uh, I think we uh, we missed you for just a second. Uh, how how are how are you doing uh, with with all the stuff going on right now? We're 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 good. I mean, every, everyone at my house is is fine, and we're we're just hanging out. So hopefully, others are doing well as well. We are as well, and uh, today um, began kind of the full on shutdown of of local services and and schools and things to to try to get a better handle on things locally where we are so it'll be interesting how the community holds up here uh over the next uh, few days and weeks as uh you know the country tries to kind of come together and um at least slow down the spread uh of the coronavirus and uh and that really um one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on during this time is this is actually, a, I think, a good time for families who are going to be spending more time together to uh, to do a project that you, that we brought you on to talk about before, and uh, you've taken it up another notch, uh, another phase of this project, and uh, and that is the kick wall, and uh, and so uh, I have uh, seen your your work and seen the site that you've launched recently, kickwalls com and tell us a little bit about why you you, you went uh, this next level up to to create a site. Um, how has the response been over the last few months, and, and is that what really contributed to you uh, taking this next step with the with the website? Yeah, so sure. I mean, the last few months have been great. So, um, I mean, for the last two years or so, I've been using Twitter to promote kick walls, and it just started with you know posting a a wall that I built and having my son use. Um, and so, you know, over the last few months, I think I've probably gotten you know, 2000 more requests for the plans just for people direct messaging me. And I would, I would always respond back and send the plans. And then you know, there seems to have been hundreds and hundreds of more walls built that people have actually posted that I've seen. And I'm sure there's, there's more that I haven't. Um, so in the back of my mind, I always kind of just thought I would build out a, a website kind of as the next phase, just to house the plans and videos and, um, probably more things to come. Um, and so really I just, I did it one night, uh, last week I was just up late, couldn't sleep. And so I finally said, you know, let's just get this started. So, um, much to my surprise, kickwalls.com, the domain itself was actually available. So it was kind of a no brainer to, to use that. And yeah, so it's kind of the, the first phase of, of the website. So with the website, uh, we joked about before how you could uh, buy the plans for, you know, six easy payments of ninety nine ninety nine uh, to, to build these uh, extraordinary world class. Uh, I don't know what other descriptors we can use. Kick walls. Um, and uh, for those watching, this is like complete and utter sarcasm here that I am using. Uh, you have done a great service to the soccer community in, in all reality uh, by essentially open sourcing kick walls um, and creating a, a nice and easy uh, template 
it for people to, to be able to follow. Um, and, uh, you know, on the site, you've got the plans right there. You've got a pick list uh, of materials, um, you know, to make it easy. I have sent it. I'm coaching a team right now. I sent this to, to the, the team I'm coaching. I know I've already got one family that are uh, working on, on one of their own, and I'm sure there's others uh, that will be getting to this uh, over the weekend as well. Uh, how has the response been so far to kickwalls.com and, and now having this as kind of a public resource for, uh, for everyone to see? Yeah. So, I mean, just through analytics. So, I mean, I launched the site on Saturday. So what are we like four days in or so forth? So I think there's been about 9,000 unique visits to the site, um, which I think is pretty good for starters. Um, and then in addition, I'm still using Twitter. So, you know, I'll still post a video or you know, a comment here or there and then link to kickwalls.com. Um, so I think the reception's been great. Um, I mean, there's, there's been lots of kickwalls where people have posted since Saturday. Um, and I'm sure there's, there's more to come, you know, at least based on uh, folks saying, yep, I'm definitely going to build this. Um, so I think the reception's good. Um, and I think, you know, it's just kind of the start. So we'll see how things go. Maybe, maybe we'll put out other plans for other types of kick walls, um, you know, post more videos, just kind of go from there. But I'm, I'm you know, more than more than happy about what's what's happened so far in the last few days. So in addition to the plans, you just referenced some videos and, uh, and, and then obviously links to others who have, who have done this themselves. Uh, what, uh, what was your overall kind of uh, vision when you were building out the site in terms of providing this resource? Was it to, to get the plans out there as kind of a central resource, a uh, place to go back to, some videos? Uh, are there other things that you're looking at to incorporate as well that goes beyond the you know these these first kind of bits and pieces yeah i mean i I think there's there's things down the road i mean i haven't really fully thought through that but i mean for the initial site it was really you know the use case was simple like you know have have an easy domain like i said so kickballs.com was available so that seemed to be you know a natural fit uh make the plans easily accessible and basically you know, post some videos showing the wall being used. Um, and then obviously testimonials are what I call more kick walls so that, you know, other folks that have built the walls. Um, but that was pretty much it, you know, just get the plans up um, and then just have other people, you know, start, start finding the site um, either through, you know, search engines or just me promoting it more through social media or having other people, you know, promote it through social media. I mean, what I've heard over the last few days too, is kind of like what you just said is that, you know, you've sent it out to a, to a team that you've coached uh, or you coach. Um, I've heard a lot of other people say that, that they've either, you know, posted it on their, their own club's website or sent it to you know parents of a particular um, team that they're coaching. And so I, I'm hoping that I'll just kind of springboard into, you know, more and more views and then obviously more and more kick walls being used. Um, and I'll also just say, I mean, you know, some people always come back and say, well, like, why do you need to build a kick wall? Just go find the side of a building or side of a house. And I'm all for that too, right? Like if you have a brick building that you can bang a wall off of, by all means do it, right? But if you don't, I mean, here's here's a, a wall that's been used, you know, thousands of hours by my son, hundreds and hundreds of people have built it and you know, they seem to like it. And it's, uh, it's kind of the right size, right cost, um, you know, fairly easy to build. So that's that's why I promote this one specifically. It is uh, it is a, it's a great uh, project that you've undertaken here, and uh, one of the things that that I. Uh 
know about you know you and and your son and the use of the wall is that this is not some kind of arbitrary um you know let me let me find something to kind of you know do this has been kind of an organic process for you guys it's something that you you were using personally and it just kind of began to snowball um and 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 led obviously to you looking at it for more of a, a bigger picture more of a campaign type of mentality now building a website around it um you know the, the idea of having hundreds of these kick walls around the country uh, is only a good thing and and you know looking at the response uh of of the the website the views of the website the interest in this and i think people are seeing that it's it's purely about the game and uh and and being a resource to the community uh and 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 quite frankly a resource to the country it's something we need uh, a lot more of uh and and i think that you're seeing that response uh little by little Whenever you have interacted with people who have built the kick walls, this is something that I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, and you know, in using the the launch of the website, I think is a is a is a good um, barometer for this as well. Uh, how has the response been once they've built the kick wall? What what kind of feedback have you gotten in terms of you know the the players, the the amount of time they're spending, the improvement uh, of their touches? whatever what, what kind of feedback have you gotten from parents and from players uh who who have built a kick wall and are employing the you know and using that kick wall on a regular basis yeah so i mean that's a really good question so i mean for the most part i mean a lot of the walls that have been built have been the last you know three to six months so i mean it would be kind of a, a short you know data point to, to figure out whether the walls themselves are, are lending themselves to you know kids getting better i mean the you know my my hypothesis is of, of course they are if, if someone's using the wall i mean it, you're not going to get any worse right you're only going to get better um but like kind of the the initial reaction has always been positive like this is a great wall my kid loves it but i, I need to follow up and probably get more like long-term you know prognosis of like okay it's been six months or it's been nine months is your kid still using it like what do you see from them but again like anecdotally like no way that the wall could make someone worse if you know what i mean right it's it's only going to make someone better uh completely and and you know i mean more touches obviously but there there's something uh about a wall and this is why why i think this project resonates so so much and so well with so many is uh you know i grew up playing wall ball with a tennis ball and um and and I remember playing this, you know, for hours upon hours with friends, just throwing a, a tennis ball against a brick wall, and in you know playing the game, right? And uh, you know we would just always have fun with that, and and that, watching that kind of you know soccer version of this start to play out uh, with kids around the country, um, there's there's a different feel that you get when you're getting a rebound off of a wall versus, you know, a, a bungee corded kind of, you know, rebounder or uh, a, a parent, a brother, a sibling, um, you know, it, not to say that there isn't value. And, and I know that you have spent many an hour out on the field, um, you know, 
passing and, and playing with your kids, but there's there's nothing that can replicate the interaction between a, a player, a ball, and a wall. It uh, it, it just brings a different uh, aspect to to player development. Dennis Bergkamp talked about this a ton. Um, Johan Cruyff talked about this a lot about just you know the the ball and the wall kind of you know aspect of of growing up and um i was reminded of that recently when i was in amsterdam uh in 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 the area of amsterdam where johan cruyff grew up there's a giant mural on the side of a brick wall which is just kind of perfect because it just goes right in with uh with that philosophy uh, of just spending hours in love with the ball playing it off of hard surfaces like this uh kick wall and and you know having that interaction over time it's there, there's no pressure of a coach being on top of you there's no you know sure you can play little games with with a parent or a friend or whatever but it's it's there for you anytime and you can get out and use it in in a garage in a basement in a backyard in a driveway um you know it, it you know it they, they said, you know, the, the, the ball, uh, you know, never lies. But in this case, I think the wall never lies. It's always telling you the truth on, on how hard you're passing it, how well you're receiving, and giving you opportunities just to get so many touches from different parts of your, your feet, your legs, your body. Um, and, and you see players who do a lot of this uh, kick wall type of activity uh, are players that generally can control the ball much better than other players on the field and you know if if you're a a parent and you're trying to figure out what can I do for my kid there's tons of activities tons of camps tons of of uh, you know situations where you can drop hundreds of dollars sometimes thousands of dollars in in an effort to support your child I mean how much you, you mentioned this before but I just want to bring this up again how much material wise are we looking at to build one of these kick walls and and obviously the plan is free yeah so I mean you know you need a sheet of plywood cut down um so a sheet of plywood a four foot by eight foot sheet of plywood would get you three kick walls three or you know three faces um but you can also buy like a two by four sheet of plywood and have it trimmed down a little bit. Um, or, you know, some people just have scrap plywood laying around, but like the all in cost is a between like 35 and $40. So that would include, you know, the, the plywood for the, for the, the one wall, the, the two by fours, the, the two by sixes and then screws. Um, so all in 35 to 40 bucks. Um, you know, it's about an hour if you know what you're doing, you know, it'd be a little longer if you don't, I've kind of said on the website too, if, if you don't feel comfortable, more than likely, you know, someone that does and, you know, buy them a case of beer, bottle of wine, do something. And I'm sure they'd be happy to, to build it. Um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, the original wall that we have is still up. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's weathered, it's getting old. We've never painted it. We've never stained it. It's not pressure treated. Um, I kind of like the fact that you and I kind of walk outside and you see like it, you know, it has a story behind it. It's, it's getting old. Um, but there's been thousands of hours used on it and we built a new one as well. And kind of, you can see them side by side, but I mean, for 35 to 40 bucks in the last five years, I mean, my son's used to thousands of hours. So whatever that math equates to, you know, like penny it's pennies on the dollar. And as you said, it, the, the wall doesn't lie. I mean, he, you know, he has a great touch, but I mean, I think a lot of it's been perfected over the, the amount of time he spent with the wall. And like another thing that you said, I mean, you know, he can wake up in the morning, he could go out and use it. He can come back in, 
know, you can play with his friends, you can play with his brothers, you can go back out later, it's there. And like, we don't have the advantage of having um, a brick building near us or anything else that would be accessible for him to kind of just go out and, you know, use a wall. And I think that's where a lot of people are now, right? I mean, there's not everyone has access to to a school that where they can actually just go to daily or like I said, just a side of a building. So this type of wall, I think would work well for, for a lot of families. Proximity is something you just brought up. And that's something that I don't think gets talked about enough when we talk about player development. Um, you know, yes, you can get to a field somewhat easy, uh, for a lot of families that may, may live close to a field, they can find a place, but it's, it's usually, you know, a vehicle getting you there. It, it's not necessarily, you know, walking to a backyard or, or um, you know, riding your bike and there's a, a soccer field or, or at least a field that you could get out and train in that, that, that you do productive work. And if you, if you're a player that that's uh, more serious about your craft and, and development, the, the idea of proximity to me is so important uh, in this case because, um, you know, I see it with my own kids. The idea of being close to the tools and resources, those tools and resources that they're close to are the ones they're going to use uh, most often. And, and the idea of them doing work, doing development uh, is going to happen in, in a greater way uh, in terms of frequency if those tools are closer to them. So th- this is why I'm such a big believer in your project here with Kickwalls because, um, you know, when you're looking at different things that you can do for your kids, as I brought up a few minutes ago, um, you know, you can, yes, you can pay for them to play in a club. Yes, you can do private training. Yes, you can take them to the park. There's a lot of things you can do as parents and parents across the country do a lot of great things for their kids to try to get them more support and get them more time on the ball and you know all of those things those are all great but having a kick wall in your driveway your backyard basement your your garage whatever that's there all the time as you just mentioned you know your kids can get up in the morning and go outside and immediately uh rekindle that love affair with the kick wall it's, there's something about proximity i think that we don't uh, place a high enough priority on when we look at things that we can do to help uh our kids or or clubs helping develop uh players within their club providing them resources and tools you know to me i look at your project here and i think every club in america should be organizing a kickwall day and i don't know if that's crossed your mind yet about uh, you know a campaign for kickwall day but i think it would be a great thing if we picked a day uh, every you know a day of the year or maybe a day in the fall and a day in the spring to to, to make it build a campaign around uh for clubs to promote to their kids and their families that hey look we're all going to build kickwalls on this day here's the plans here's you know obviously what what it costs as you laid out 35 to 40 bucks a kick wall and and really you know make it a bigger priority because it is such a, an invaluable resource and tool for players um is, is that something you thought about uh, building a campaign around kind of a kick wall day for clubs and families to, to to participate around maybe on an annual basis yeah so i i 
I can't say I thought of a specific day, but I definitely started reaching out to clubs and kind of before the last few weeks, it, it would have been more of a spring type of thing, right? As spring season started, you know, getting clubs involved. But at this point now, I mean, at least currently, it'll be, you know, individuals building them, but um, definitely involving clubs. Um, I mean, if you go to kickwalls.com on the on the more kickwalls, you can see kind of the the, the first um, tweet from that is actually uh, a club from Real uh, Colorado. So, I mean, that was a, a 2011 um, uh, boys team. And so they built 11 walls as a team. And so that was that was great to see. Um, I mean, I have heard from other clubs. There was actually uh, a gentleman from California who sent me a message yesterday. He, he coaches basically three predominantly Latino teams in Northern California. And he said, pretty much everyone from all three of those clubs or all three of those teams in his club have built walls. They did it as a, as a club activity. So I think once we kind of get through what's going on right now, then yeah, it would definitely be more reaching out to clubs and trying to have clubs kind of take ownership within their own communities and promote it as well. I think it's a great thing. I really do. And I, and I uh, appreciate you putting uh, the time and effort that you have into to building uh, the website and, and really kind of starting this campaign and, and, and being willing to, you know, donate hours to the game, uh, to, to the beautiful game and, and creating this resource for people, um, you know, across the country and in, in providing those, those resources. I know, I know that, uh, I had, a uh, one of the dads from our team reached out to me yesterday and, uh, was looking to, to start one of these projects. And he, 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 he is not a handyman, uh, the self-described and, uh, I can commiserate, uh, with his lack of handyman uh, ness, uh, I don't know if that's a word, but we're going with it. Um, and so he was asking, you know, what, what are the angles? And I, you know, I'm a, I'm pretty good at math, and so I was sitting there and I was thinking, like, it's probably 45. Not because I know anything about construction, but more the math side. And I checked in with you, and you confirmed uh, the 45 degree angle. So I'm pretty pretty hopeful that when he goes to build this thing, it's gonna it's gonna turn out right. Um, and uh, and 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 he was taking his his list to the store uh, to pick up supplies. Uh, yesterday so um I, I appreciate you doing this putting this together uh and building the website uh, it's it's great uh resource and i think everyone needs to go there uh kickwalls.com this is kickwalls.com uh and as uh, james mentioned you can find out some information about it you can see the plans uh as you can see a little bit of that on the screen right now you there's some videos you can watch and uh, and obviously see some other testimonials on the more kickwalls page as well and, and more of those are being added all of the time so um, you know you could build a kick wall or your team could build a kick wall and post that and, and, and tag James in that and I, I'm sure you'll find your way into some of that at, at some point as well people getting to see the kick walls that you and your team are building and I would encourage clubs across the country to take this on as a project and who knows maybe James I can talk you in one day to a uh, 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 national kickwall day and we can build a campaign around it and and, and drum that up because uh I, I love what you're doing here and i appreciate uh what you're doing here and uh and hope clubs families parents uh kids take advantage of this uh it's a great tool and resource you've created and uh, hats off to you 
Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate the time you give me, you know, helping promote it as well. And so, um, yeah, I mean, maybe down the road we can link up and do one of those national or, you know, semi semi annual cake wall days and see what comes of that. That would be great. I I agree. I think it would be awesome, and I I would uh, definitely be all in favor of uh, promoting that and supporting that. Uh, in in like I said, it's it's great what you've already done, and I've watched you you know support this and kind of build this campaign organically on social media. Now with the website, it's uh it, it's it's continuing to build, and I hope more and more people take advantage of it at kickwalls.com. James, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you. That is James Brown, and uh, he's a creator of kickwalls.com, and uh, he's been building this movement for a while. You should join it at kickwalls.com. We'll be right back after this. No one, no man, no woman, no child should ever have to drink green water with bugs, with algae, with disease in it. Bad water and a lack of toilets kills more people than all the wars in the world. We know how to bring clean drinking water right now to every single person on earth. And when you can bring water into communities, it truly transforms them. It changes everything. You could know that you'd made a difference. You could know that you had truly impacted the life of a family, of a community, of a region. There was either clean water or there wasn't. We believe in a world where every single person has clean and safe water to drink, and we will continue fighting until that happens. into the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, tonight, as we talked about uh, before, uh, tonight is the big night. Uh, our special on BegaTV.com and you can find links to other platforms there as well. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, this is our first live special for SoccerWorks TV and uh, it's something we've been dreaming about for a while, talking about for a while. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different set than we were normally going to use because uh, we're still kind of you know following guidelines and lockdowns and, and so on and so forth, but uh, we're slowly working our way towards uh, trying to do as much as we can with as limited uh, of a problem that, that we can in terms of the future uh, with a set and so on and so forth. But tonight we will have the show the live special soccer works tv thursday tonight at 9 p.m eastern standard time don't miss it set uh, set an alarm uh share share this um in 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 our graphics that are on social media share share those tweets uh, uh pictures on uh instagram whatever that you can find the soccer works tv special we, we would be very very grateful 
well if you did uh and and we're going to go in a, a lot of different directions really excited about that and uh and, and looking forward to a great night uh with our panel uh, from all over the country. So this uh, our first SoccerWorks TV live special, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, BegaTV.com, B-E-G-A-T-V.com is where you'll be able to watch it or find links to other social media platforms uh, to pull it up and watch it. Uh, and so we, we are excited about that. Um, I... I Look, I love having James on the show to talk about this Kickwalls project um, and and to see what he's doing. And, and it's for the love of the game. He's not making any money on this. He's not selling the plans. He's not selling Kickwalls. You know, he's not doing anything that um, is self-aggrandizing. This is purely service to the game. It reminds me of some things, you know, Chris Kessel, uh, who is a a good friend of mine and a friend of the show, uh, he he does a lot in West Virginia for soccer. And he does a lot for American soccer uh, and and has done so uh, over the years. But one of the things that people miss about Chris is how much he really does on the front lines. And it's a lot like what you you see here with the kickwalls.com project with James. These guys are out giving of themselves free, you know, futsal nights with Chris. They have gone in in the past and 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 you know found ways to to take parks and and set kind of street soccer futsal type setups. They've gone in gyms and they've always done it and tried to keep it free and available and accessible and opportunities for kids to get involved and play just like this kickwalls project. And there are people like this all over the country. And I love highlighting their stories. It is so great to see and to see what they do for their communities and uh and i i just I, I i love celebrating them i love highlighting them and i hope you'll take some time to go to kickwalls.com maybe you can download the plans for yourself build some walls maybe donate to a neighbor maybe you don't even have a kid maybe you could just build one for your neighbor or something but like take advantage of it and 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 let's spread some good cheer uh, you know we need some of that right now there's so much uncertainty in the world leagues are being put on hold the usl making the announcement uh yesterday that uh you know the the usl championship is going to be delayed at least until i think may the 10th um you know it, it it's going to be some time I, I think these these governments and these countries are trying to be extra cautious and and see this thing through so that you know it doesn't get really 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 catastrophic it's serious it is so serious but they're looking at it going hey let's let's try to to limit the damage as much as possible and so they're following the recommendations of the cdc and trying to keep you know the human um you know mingling we're we're communal people we're social people social animals we like to be and talk and interact with others and the CDC knows this, governments know this, and so the USL Championship 
and other leagues around the world are all looking at this going, okay, how do we limit the damage? How do we make this work? And, and so we're going to be in a, in a time of uncertainty for a while. And there are things like this kick walls project that we could, we could do right now while we're in this downtime in this weird season. And, uh, and maybe you could make some extras, right? I mean, if it's 35, 40 bucks, maybe you could make two of them. Maybe you can make three of them and, and I'm not suggesting you make them and then you go sell them. Keep the spirit of the kick walls project alive, you know, go and, 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 and make them and, and donate them or, or, you know, trade them for a case of beer or trade them for, you know, maybe the cost of the materials, but let's keep this, this, this great generous spirit alive surrounding this kick walls project. I love it. I think it's a great project. And I think our, our players in this country would benefit tremendously by getting on the ball and having these touches and being, uh, being able to interact a ball on a wall. So um, I appreciate James coming back on to talk about the new phase of this campaign, which is kickwalls.com. And you probably, you know, you heard me a few times uh, talk about, Hey, maybe we should have a, you know, build a kickwall day uh, type of campaign. And, and I would love to see some, like that a widespread campaign and it's something i think the u.s soccer foundation i think it's something u.s soccer themselves should wrap their their hearts and minds around we want to make soccer the preeminent sport in america let's get behind campaigns like this this is a pure campaign there's there's no agenda here except the love of the game james is making zero money on this it's actually costing him money and costing him time so this is something i think the federation and you in the u.s soccer foundation should completely and totally back and support and get behind and help promote uh this to every corner of this country uh lord knows we need more kick walls and we need more players becoming better players technically tactically etc and uh, and this is a great way to do it so i i'm i'm really really happy uh to see the the growth of this campaign and it started out as an organic thing and to see it now is, is awesome so uh you know just really looking forward um to, to seeing that campaign grow. And, uh, I really appreciate, uh, you know, ahead of time, I'm just going to tell you right now, thank you for watching tonight. Uh, even if you didn't plan on it, I, I, I'm just going to hold out hope that you're going to change your mind or change your plan and you're going to watch um, our first ever uh, SoccerWorks live TV uh, special, SoccerWorks TV live special tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our panel from all over the country on BegaTV.com, B-E-G-A-T-V.com. I'm just going to say that ahead of time. Thank you for watching. Thank you for all the support uh, for this show, for what we're doing with Bega TV. We we look to to build even more content and programming out for you and tonight is the the next chapter in that is uh is doing this live tv special so uh we are really excited to to bring it to you um live tonight at 9 p.m eastern standard time on BegaTV.com, our soccer works tv live special so thanks for watching the show as always look forward to seeing everyone uh 
again tonight uh, on our, uh, our special. And uh, if not, uh, you can, you'll be able to watch it on demand and watch it later. Um, and uh, look forward to catching everyone again tomorrow. Thanks for watching as always. See you tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.